What's up, everyone? It's me, AJ, and you're listening to Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. everyone to the ultimate breakdown i'm starting with beverly hills today because beverly hills is wrapping up and we've just had so much that has erupted on social media since so um kathy and kyle's relationship isn't any better since filming the season 12 reunion on instagram the beverly hills producer alex baskin shared the trailer for the reunion and in the comment section of the post um podcast host and my friend christian gray snow wrote that he was so worried about kyle and was and why she was so emotional at the reunion and uh this didn't set well with kathy who fired back why is she upset and crying i'm the one who was bullied and persecuted for 10 months just cruel and disgusting and kyle caught wind of the interaction and was flabbergasted by her sister's comment and commented back why you know exactly why i don't think you want me to explain why um i definitely think we saw that play out on the reunion so we don't need to get into that too much but I think that that comment by Kathy caught me off guard a little bit when I initially saw that. Let's just say that. <laughs> Kathy was recently asked by TMZ if everything is okay between her and Kyle, and she did respond saying, yeah, that's my sister. I love her. TMZ also reports that Kathy and Kyle are hardly speaking following the tw uh, season 12 reunion. What both Kyle and Kathy said to each other on and off camera is reportedly so shocking that it was hard to watch. A production source also claimed that Kathy unraveled after leaving the reunion set, which made Kyle even more emotional. Another source tells people that Kyle and Kathy brought a lot of tense energy to the reunion set. I think we did see a lot of that. The source said they cannot reconcile and it's so, all so complicated because nobody's backing down. Kyle has backed up her sister for years and no matter what she does, Kathy isn't satisfied. What we're watching is years of family trauma that hasn't been dealt with in a family dynamic. Things are so bad that Kathy's daughters, Paris and Nikki, have been forced to intervene. The insider says they all grew up together. Kyle acted as a spokesperson for the Hilton family for a long time. They always make up, but this is a little different because Kathy is front and center on camera and she hasn't been forced to be vulnerable. Kathy and Kyle have spoken loosely via text since the reunion, but obviously haven't seen each other since BravoCon, which is just crazy. Um, I do think that it's going to take them some time to reconcile, but I think that they need to... They need to reconcile on their own terms and not with everybody else being involved. So on my Beverly Hills reunion reaction, I talked briefly about Erica's publicist speaking on something that had happened during the show, and it was a deleted scene, and this is what I was referring to. So it turns out that international fans got some more tea about who leaked the news of Kathy's meltdown in Aspen to the press. After a Wednesday episode of Beverly Hills, the drama intensified on social media and a new clip popped up which shed some major light on who was behind the media slander against Kathy following the cast trip to Aspen. The clip in question was omitted from the U.S. version of the episode, but was included in an international edit. In the clip, Kyle Richards reveals that investigators found that a member of Erica Jane's team is allegedly guilty of tipping off the press about Kathy's meltdown. Erica found the information interesting, but failed to admit any wrongdoing, which is when Kyle revealed that Erica's publicist Jack is the one who is allegedly behind the leak. Then, in a flashback scene from Erica's uh, Pretty Mess hair party, Jack can be seen and heard eavesdropping on a conversation between Lisa and Dorit about Kathy's meltdown. He said, I'm listening to what's happening behind me. 
And after Kyle revealed this info to Erica, excuse me, she remained as cold as ice and only asked Kyle to give her the proof to back up the claims. Kyle said she could make that happen. However, it turns out that this um, was just the tip of the iceberg and some Bravo sleuths on social media did a little digging and found that Jack has some major connections to the Bravo verse. Turns out that Erica isn't the first real housewife that he's represented. A video, uh, or I'm sorry, not a video, a photo montage shows that Jack's um, Jack with several former housewives, including um, Orange County's Gretchen Rossi and Atlanta's Kim Zolciak. Meanwhile, Bravo and Cocktails reports that Lisa and Erica's PR people are liking being dragged into the drama. And there's also some belief that Lisa's PR people played a role in the leaks about Kathy's meltdown. A source revealed that PR folks um, that are getting dragged in are not happy. And they said, we think these ladies may have to look for new representation soon. Definitely think it's interesting um, that this all came out post-reunion filming. Um, it would have been nice to see this early on so that we could have included this in the reunion and gotten the reactions from the ladies because I think it would have been nice to talk about this. So lots of stuff was coming out on social media from Rinna uh, before, so pre-reunion for Beverly Hills. Um, they Kathy and Lisa continued to take shots at each other on social media. And to start, Kathy responded to several fans' comments and questions on Instagram about Lisa's claims surrounding Kathy's meltdown in Aspen. One fan questioned why Lisa didn't call medical security or production, um, saying it was all too suspicious. And Kathy replied, how about calling 911 if she was so worried or my sister? No, she calls Erica. Just disgusting. Another fan wondered, why does Rinna care if Kathy went on a drunken tangent? So what? Why did she make it a mission to publicly try to destroy her and Kyle Richards' relationship? That statement, I agree with. I will just say that. Kathy then made some surprising claims about why she was a target amid her return to Beverly Hills. Kathy explained, storyline, end of the season. I was set up the minute I came back and everyone has told me so. Uh, meanwhile, Lisa's Le Lisa leaked text messages between her and Erica to prove that Erica reached out to her and Aspen to see how Kathy was doing and that she did not call Erica about Kathy's meltdown. She said, Erica reached out to me. I did not call her and she showed the text messages. Lisa then shared a quote that read, Sometimes people will act like you're hard to deal with because you aren't easy to fool. She then continued to poke fun at Kathy's claims that she's the biggest bully in Hollywood. And she said, Free speech and hate speech are not the same thing. Stop the hate speech. It's not okay. Um, she also then revealed that she was going to be at the BravoCon panel um, for Beverly Hills. So that was also revealed on social media. Um... So, first of all, I just want to take this moment to say that Rinna claiming that she was bullied by Kathy, I, th I think that's a little too far-fetched. And I'll just leave it at that. I mean, there's, I, I think that was a little too far-fetched. Even if Kathy had a meltdown, I mean, really? Come on. <laughs> so, moving on from that, former Real Housewife of Beverly Hills, Yolanda Hadid, shared in a recent interview with Entertainment Tonight that she would never return to Beverly Hills after her former co-stars called her a liar amid her battle with Lyme disease. She said, The first season I went on, I was diagnosed with neurological Lyme's disease, and I struggled every day of the season. I kind of stayed on because I thought, okay, I'll be better next season. I didn't know Lyme's disease was a life sentence. And now, here we are, 10, 12 years later, I'm still struggling with it. During the end of Yolanda's um, time on Beverly Hills, she fought with many of her co-stars over her battle with Lyme's disease. Some of her former co-stars questioned if she was really sick and even accused her of suffering from Munchausen syndrome, which Yolanda said was very hurtful. 
She said, not just hurtful to me, but hurtful to my children and my family who loved me. And they knew I was fighting for my life. So from that perspective, it wasn't a good experience for me. And, you know, that was the taste I was left with. Um, I think I actually think that Yolanda was a great housewife on the show. Um, I, I think she was a good representation of Beverly Hills and and like early Beverly Hills. But um, it's kind of sad that, you know, how she was treated. It was really sad about how she was treated on the show, especially by Rinna. I mean, come on. So a little light is being shed on the dirt Denise Richards threatened to expose on Rinna during the season 10 reunion of Beverly Hills. So at the season 10 reunion, Denise threatened, if I'm going to be put in a corner where I have to present text messages, not only will I present Brandy's, I will also present Lisa Rinna's, and I don't think either one of them wants me to do that, but I will. Now, two years later, the content of the text messages is coming to light, and it's not good. According to a Twitter account, Mad Beefs, Denise had text messages from Lisa trashing their co-star and friend Garcelle. The texts allegedly contain racist comments about Garcelle. And the Twitter post said, I'm just going to expose it because I can. Denise Richards allegedly has text messages of Lisa Renna making racist comments about Garcelle. After leaving Beverly Hills, Denise showed Garcelle these text messages, which is why Garcelle exposed Lisa at the season 11 reunion. Denise showed them to Garcelle, and that's why she was ex she exposed Rinna at last year's reunion. Garcelle said at the season 11 reunion that she was shown the text. The post added that in 2020, Denise was caught liking tweets saying Lisa is a racist. If you remember at the season 11 Beverly Hills reunion, Garcelle allegedly, um, or I'm sorry, Gar I'm sorry, Garcelle alleged that Lisa was unhappy that she brought race into the show. And she said, someone told me that you said that I should have never brought race into the show, that this show is not that kind of show, and that pissed me off. And Lisa fired back saying, well then, why don't you fucking come to me and say, Rinna, what are you doing? Garcelle went off on Lisa for trying to shift the blame onto her. The former, um, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, Garcelle also refused to tell Lisa where she got the information from, despite Lisa's claims that she never said that about Garcelle. Garcelle said, I was sent some texts. And turns out that those texts may have been sent to Garcelle by Denise, allegedly. Um, I think it would have been nice to see those text messages now. I mean, definitely seems like it. I, I think it makes a lot of sense now. So, um, and I, I wouldn't put it past her. I mean, of course she probably doesn't want those texts to come out. I mean, you know, it's probably she probably said something horrible. Okay, so Rinna was slammed for saying that she would get cancer if she did not call out Kathy Hilton's meltdown during the finale episode of Beverly Hills. Specifically, she said, I'm not going to take it to my grave because I'd get sick and get cancer if I didn't express this. That's how bad it is to have these kinds of things go on and not express them. She said, I'll get sick and die because it's that vile. A spokesperson from the American Institute for Cancer Research recently told TMZ that Lisa's claim was certainly not based on reputable research. And the Institute also accused Lisa of using the specter of cancer as emotional blackmail to justify airing her grievance and reinforcing a popular but likely false concept to the general public. Um, I mean, let's just say if the American Cancer Institute is calling you out to TMZ, you should be sorry. Let's just say that. Moving on from that, Dorit's friendship with Erica seemed to be on rocky ground following BravoCon. During one panel at Watch What Happens Live that I attended, Erica was asked, what Bravo Liberty relationship do you think is headed to Splitsville next? Erica answered, Dorit and PK, before stomping back to her seat on stage. 
Naturally, the couple was not happy about Erica's comments, especially since they've been extremely supportive of her following her split from Tom. Dorit addressed Erica's diss on the CC Loves You Instagram page, commenting, Misery loves company. What else can I say? Our friends that truly know us know what we have and who we are. On the other hand, PK encouraged Erica to steer clear of giving relationship advice considering the state of her own marriage. He wrote on Instagram, Erica Jane thought her husband was innocent. She thought the ankle is more important than the brain. She thought she should keep the earrings. Now she thinks Dorit and I are the next to split up. Here's a quick bit of management advice. Stop thinking. Eventually, Erica attempted to clean up the mess she created, and according to Erica, she was just joking. She said, when did you get so sensitive? You know damn well I was joking. Um, personally, since I was in the audience when she said it, it did not look like a joke. But that's just, you know, my opinion. <laughs> so Kathy was recently asked by Us Weekly um, that, or I'm sorry, she, she revealed that she won't be returning for another season of Beverly Hills if the current cast remains the same. She said, if it's the same exact cast, absolutely not. I'm just a friend, so it doesn't matter. I don't ever like to say what other people should be. I just think that you need to mix things up a little bit. Meanwhile, Kathy's youngest daughter, Nikki, recently shared her thoughts on Beverly Hills. And while chatting with E! News, she admitted that she thinks Beverly Hills has gotten ugly and admitted that she's sick of all the nasty fighting. She said, I used to love the lightheartedness and escapism of the program, but I feel like recently it's become a little bit mean-spirited and negative. When I watch one of those shows, I want to laugh. I don't want to be sad. So hopefully they could be a little kinder. I agree with Nikki there. I also know that Bravo doesn't like ultimatums. And I think Kathy had said something along the lines of if Erica and Rinna are still on the show, then she would not return. So um, they they really don't care. They could care less. So <laughs> former Real Housewife of Beverly Hills, Camille Grammer and Kyle have seemingly reignited their feud from season one of Beverly Hills. Um, they took shots each other on social media, leaving fans vying for more drama. So Kyle recently dissed Camille on Camille and her social media handle, um, saying, isn't that an oxymoron when Kyle um, was asked by Andy Cohen on Watch What Happens Live that um, if her former co-star is fake and not real, as her username suggests, Camille clapped back at Kyle's diss by shading Kyle's ever-evolving looks, saying, I'll give her oxymoron mocking my Twitter name. Who's the real Kyle Richards? And she posted a, a, video, a, a face, or I'm sorry, a, a picture of her face over the years changing. Um, the mom of two then agreed with one fan who dubbed Kyle a mean girl. She said, agreed. She had been very mean to some of the ladies, including myself, and has gotten away with it. She also questioned why Kyle hated her so much during season one of Beverly Hills. She said, I don't know why she hated me so much. I never said I, um, or some fans called Camille out for her appearance, shaming and questioned how many procedures she's had. One fan even included several photos of Camille over the years looking very different. And Camille said, I never said I didn't. I believe we talk about this in the season one reunion. Um, she also said, yes, from 16 to two years ago. Thank you. And there was all these pictures of her um, different faces and everything. Um, I think Camille's opinions are her opinions. I think we should leave it at that. <laughs> So Lisa Rinna chatted with Derek Zagami at the BravoCon press reel, and she described season 12 as fucking rough, brutal, and horrible. When asked about season 13 of Beverly Hills, Lisa confessed that the entire cast needs a break before filming begins. She said, I don't know. I need a break. We need, a, we need time. Time to let the drama of season 12 settle. And she said, you know, I hope that we can move forward. Meanwhile, she also discussed her future on Beverly Hills while chatting with Us Weekly at BravoCon. 
While her future isn't set in stone, she insists that she will not be put on pause as, a, as other housewives have been. She said, well, a departure may happen, but you won't put me on pause. It would be a mutual decision. You know what I mean? Like, you know it, life happens. Whatever is meant to be will be, and that's how I always look at things. This is a hard season. I would, I don't feel at peace after this season, whether I came back or not. You know what I'm saying? This was a very, very difficult season for everybody, but especially for me because of my mom. And I just had a really rough time, probably the roughest year of my life. And that's the truth. Oddly enough, at the season 12 reunion, Lisa encouraged Andy to put her on pause after he brought up her disastrous social media shenanigans. So I think putting her on pause or even demoting her to a friend would definitely help give her time to settle and think about her role in the show. Um, like I said, I think that she has brought a lot to the show in the past, but I think that a break for her specifically would do her some some good. I think it would I think it would be good for her. Well, Denise Richards had some things to say about the um, following part two of the Beverly Hills reunion. She said, I watched Beverly Hills last night. While I have empathy for Lisa Rinna losing her mom, what is her excuse all the other years on the show for being so cruel and so vindictive? And Lisa responded to Denise, Denise's post by sharing one of her more infamous scenes together from Beverly Hills, and in the scene, Lisa calls Denise out for demanding producers cut certain scenes from the show. Lisa says, ooh, you're so angry, and we all know that because it's very iconic. That was her only response to that, by the way. <laughs> Following part two of the Beverly Hills reunion, Garcelle made it clear that she thinks former Housewives Denise Richards and Camille Grammer should return to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills for season 13. A Bravo fan shared a recent photo of Denise and Camille on Twitter along with the message, give them back their diamonds. Garcelle retweeted this post in captions saying, I'm here for this. Meanwhile, Garcelle also threw shade at several of her co-stars for their lack of allyship at the reunion and during this past season of the show. She retweeted a message that read, The lack of allyship from this cast is so disheartening. You can tell the silence and lack of vocal support is getting to Garcelle and it breaks my heart. She then shared a quote from James Baldwin saying, We can disagree and still love each other unless your disagreement is rooted in my oppression and denial of my humanity and right to exist. And then she said, just saying. I thought that was very powerful. I do think it would be interesting to shake up the dynamic a little bit. Not really get rid of people, but maybe demote some people and bring in some new people. I think that would help shake up the cast a little bit and just shake up the dynamic. I think the dynamic is, is too fractured right now. In a recent interview with Page Six, Kyle confessed that, of course, she regrets having her sister Kim Richards star with her on seasons one through five of Beverly Hills, and she also regrets having Kathy join the show as a friend. According to Kyle, she is dreading having to watch the third part of the reunion after ha already having to live through it once, and she says that she'd rather watch The Exorcist on repeat. She said it was really bad for me, it was very emotionally draining, and she added that she could not keep it together during the day of the painful taping. The emotions that I was feeling were coming from, um, I've already been down this road with my family before. My most difficult reunions were season five and 12. No coincidence, no coincidence there. And as for Kathy's recent ultimatum that she won't return to Beverly Hills for season 13, unless there is a casting shakeup, um, Kyle said, I'm not even going to touch that one with a 10 foot pole. So there you have it, folks. <laughs> um, I, I want to say that I feel like it, it could be good for Kathy and Kyle's relationship for them to mend fences in a public forum um, because we've seen her have you know troubles in the past with Kathy but it hasn't really been on TV it, it might help but it really you know it I don't know it's so horrible right now that it may not seem like there's light at the end of the tunnel 
Bravo fans were unhappy with Andy following part two of the Beverly Hills reunion. And after Lisa Rinna revealed that she, not Erica Jane, was the one who tossed Garcelle's book in the trash, Andy joked with Lisa and Erica about recycling. And um, in the clip, you can see that Garcelle is visibly upset over Andy, Erica, and Lisa making light of her book being tossed in the trash. As a result, fans called out Andy on social media and demanded that he apologize to Garcelle. Um, people were saying, um, at Andy laughing it off with Rena and Erica about Garcelle's book being thrown was so disgusting. He didn't even ask Garcelle how she felt about that. Andy, you're part of the Mean Girl Squad, and that's disgusting. Shame on you. There's lots of tweets here, but... Now, nearly a week later, Andy had issued apology to Garcelle, and on Monday's episode of uh, his radio show, Radio Andy, he apologized to Garcelle before explaining that he had also had a private conversation with Garcelle. He said, I need to really sincerely apologize, not only for diverting the topic, but for not returning even worse to the serious conversation that was at hand. I have deep admiration for Garcelle. And he also explained that he had, um, that he and Garcelle had really had good productive conversation and um, he said, I should have been more in tune with her feelings. I just wanted to say that because I've been logging in and I get it. I was looking for them to kind of resolve that too. And I was kind of shocked that they didn't. So it was nice that he apologized. So just a little bit ago, um, Lisa shared a post on, well, just a little bit ago, maybe a week or so ago. Um, Lisa shared a post on her Instagram story from the mystery user on Twitter, woke underscore Stan. This fan is very into Real Housewives, including Lisa and Kathy's ongoing drama the mystery user has posted several tweets attacking Kathy, yet one post in particular was incredibly gross. Um, it said, here's Paris saying that she was kidnapped and abused mentally and physically. The post included a clip of Paris addressing the sexual and physical abuse she endured at the Provo Canyon School, um, saying, watch her mom show zero ounces of remorse and not even say sorry. Also, where's Miss Kooky Hunky Dory in this vid? After the post made its rounds on social media, Blake, my friend Blake from Blonde Hair, Black Heart, shared info alleging that Lisa Renna owned the Woke Stan account. And um, the, the, the thing is interesting because it says the API geocode address for Woke Stan matches Renna's address, um, which I thought was kind of insane. I don't really know if this is her, but I don't really see how you could make up coordinates and IP addresses. So that's kind of crazy. Uh, Rinna's rep is attempting to shut down claims that she used a fake social media account to attack Kathy. He said, Lisa is far too busy launching two highly anticipated businesses to be involved in erroneous cyber activity. And he added that Lisa only works from her lisarinna.com server. He said, we appreciate everyone's attention, but you really have to tie yourself in knots to even come close to making this logically sound. She doesn't need to waste that kind of time trying to make anyone look bad. Well, there you have it. So an Instagram account, or I'm sorry, a Twitter account called at Sutton Roller created a picture showing all of Lisa's victims on Beverly Hills. The post read that Lisa maligned Kathy, abused Sutton, attacked Kim Richards, deceived Lisa Vanderpump, betrayed Denise Richards, antagonized Garcelle, discarded Yolanda, and crossed Camille Grammer. Lisa eventually caught wind of the post and shared it on her Instagram stories with a message for fans who aren't fond of her tactics. She said, just doing my job, folks, just doing my job, calling out their bullshit one cast member at a time. Um, I mean, at least she's honest, but um, <laughs> is it her job to attack people? I don't know. <laughs> so pre third part of the reunion, Kyle shared a message to fans 
on Instagram saying, it's just a show, they said. It'll be fun, they said. Tonight, the reunion part three is here. Thank you for watching this season. It's been rough, no doubt. There have been good times and bad times. As I walk away from the season, I will try to focus on the good. Thank you for being supportive and for calling me out when needed. I appreciate both. There are always lessons to be learned during challenging times. I like to believe we can all grow from these experiences. I know I learn and grow from each season. Now I'm looking forward to it being over and moving on. Much love, Kyle. Meanwhile, Kyle recently talked about the status of her relationship with her sister, Kathy. According to Kyle, sisters always make up while hinting that all is good between her and her sisters as they recently planned a baby shower together. However, it seems neither Kim nor Kyle attended the event. One fan has noted that Kim did attend the event, and according to a comment Kathy made on social media, uh, they said Kathy did comment Kim's there, um, but there was no photos where Kyle was there. However, Kathy does insist that she that Kyle was invited and was one of the hostesses. So, I don't know. I mean, doesn't really. There's no real evidence that she wasn't there. So I I don't know. It's kind of weird. I hope she was there. I mean, let's hope that they're, you know, mending fences a little bit, I guess. And to close off with Beverly Hills, Teddy is shedding some light on Rinna's recent split from her longtime publicist, Jill Fritzo. Radar Online recently reported that Lisa and her publicist parted ways in late September, early October. The outlet claims the split was mutual, despite rumors that Lisa was dropped by her publicist after she was booed at BravoCon. Now, Lisa's friend and former co-star and Fox Force 5 member Teddy is revealing why Lisa and Jill parted ways. She said on her podcast, I did see a lot of things recently that Rena was fired by her publicist, and I was like, you know what, I just want to get to the bottom of this right now, and I just texted her, I'm like, is it true that you got fired by your publicist? According to Teddy, Lisa no longer wanted to work with her publicist because of who else Jill represented. Her clients include Paris Hilton, former Housewives, um, Bethany Frankel, and Denise Richards. And she said, Jill and I parted ways. I didn't want to be represented by someone who represents Paris Hilton, Bethany, and Denise Richards any longer. So there you have it. It was straight from the horse's mouth. Moving on over to Jersey. So there was a lot of stuff that was happening at BravoCon that I'm sure y'all saw on social media, but I'm going to talk about a few of them here. So the panels for Jersey were dramatic. Let's just say that at, Bra at BravoCon. But the real drama between several members of the New Jersey cast didn't happen on the BravoCon stage. And instead, it went down in the lobby of the Gansevoort Meatpacking Hotel in New York City, where all of the Bravo liberties were staying. After a long day of fun at BravoCon, Jennifer returned to her hotel and had an unexpected run-in with her co-stars Melissa and Joe Gorga, which resulted in Jen tossing a drink in Joe's face. However, there is much more to the story than originally thought. Jennifer didn't just toss her drink of water in Joe's face for no reason, as the original video floating around social media would have you believe. According to Jen's assistant, Erica, who spilled the tea on her TikTok on Monday, Melissa and Joe started the drama when Jen entered the lobby on Saturday night. Um, she said, after BravoCon on Saturday night, me and Jen decided to go back, go to BravoCon after party. And noting that Bill Aiden stayed at the hotel while she and Jen attended a BravoCon after party for 20 minutes. At the party, Jen got a cup of water with ice, um, which she always drinks per Madeline, her assistant. She said, she said, it's when we walked into the hotel lobby that everything went down. We walk in. Jennifer Aiden obviously noticed that Melissa Gorga and Joe Gorga and their team were in the lobby. She looked, looked away, and we went straight for the elevator. There was no interaction on Jen's part. As they were waiting for the elevator, Melissa called Jen a loser, fucking loser wannabe, to which Jen fired back, shut the fuck up. Joe screamed back, shut up, you fucking dirty bitch. 
and Madeline insists that Jen felt threatened enough that she tossed a drink in their face. She said, you fucking loser. You go, you get the fuck out of here. You fucking piece of shit. Don't even try to test me. Jen continued saying, stay away. You call me trashy and low class. She started it. And before the video got cut off, fan favorite Frank Catania could be heard trying to intervene and stop the fight from escalating any further. Uh, Jen later released a statement about her altercation with Joe and Melissa that pretty much is the same thing of what I just said or what her assistant said. Um, definitely was shocked initially when I watched it and I was kind of sad, but then when I heard what the Gorgas had said, I think that they totally perpetuated the situation and should have just left Jennifer alone, bottom line. Andy did respond at a BravoCon panel or he was asked by press um, and he said, I think the whole thing was gross, all of it. I think it's gross, period, dot. So that's definitely probably going to be addressed at some point, maybe on Watch What Happens Live. So during a drinking game segment, Andy asks Melissa, what do you think will last longer, Joe's stand-up career or Louis and Teresa's marriage? And Melissa shockingly drinks and doesn't answer the question that was directed to her. And suddenly, Joe Gorga decides it's a good idea for him to address the question. He gets up and proudly says that his stand-up career will last longer than his sister's marriage as he jumps up and down. Melissa laughs and the audience all gasp and cheer. Um, I think it was, it's really kind of sad. Like, I thought it was sad to see that, you know, happen because I, I, I mean, in a time of where they should be reconciling and her brother says that, I just, I don't, I don't know if he was looking for a reaction or he was trying to be funny, but I don't think that that's funny, especially in a time where they're not even speaking. Teresa did respond to her brother's comment on her podcast, Namaste Bitches, where she said, that's not like my brother. Like, I don't know who he's trying. Um, like, I don't know who he is now. Like, what kind of character he's trying to play. I was hurt by it. Louis was hurt by it. I mean, as everyone saw, he did not come to my wedding. That hurts us. And by what he just did at BravoCon, that's very mean-spirited, very sad. I just wish that he would stop talking about us to try to make himself relevant. It really is just not a good look for everybody. I agree. I think if you're trying to mend fences with your family, it's probably not a good idea to be talking shit. Um, and of course, he's going to probably blame it on drinking or whatever, or just on the high of it all. But I think it's really sad. Okay, so to close off with Jersey, it's been 10 years of Melissa claiming that she did not go behind her sister-in-law, Teresa's back, and join the show while Teresa has said Melissa was lying. Melissa even recently told at BravoCon that Teresa 100% knew Melissa and Joe were joining the show, and it was never behind her back. Former Jersey producer Carlos King is finally setting the record straight once and for all. He sat down with Heather McDonald and told her that Teresa absolutely had no idea they were joining the show, despite what Melissa has said. He said that Teresa actually found out one week before when producers called her and told her, not the Gorgas. And Carlos also touches on the fact that Teresa never hid Melissa and Joe from the cameras. Carlos said he met Melissa at Teresa's events during seasons one and two because Melissa and Joe would attend. And he also added that when Teresa found out they were joining the show, she started freaking out because she didn't want to fight with her family on camera. It's crazy that Melissa could go to BravoCon and be so confident about something that has been a lie all along, in my opinion. We also have a screenshot of an email that was leaked with the timestamp January 18th, 2010 at 9.38 p.m., that's from Melissa's email to Danielle Staub that says, putting the kids to bed now, my husband is half asleep on the couch, so if you want to call me in about 15 minutes, that would work great because it will be a good time for me to talk. Call my house phone, and then the number's listed here, my cell breaks up in the house. Have some juice to tell you, too. So, 
People who have followed the Gorgas and Judices from the beginning are aware Melissa was in contact with Danielle after Danielle exposed Teresa not seeing her nephew when he was born at the hospital during the season two reunion. Melissa had vented to Danielle, Teresa's enemy at the time, before getting on the show. I was actually surprised that Melissa was lying about this all along. I really, I, I kind of didn't really believe Teresa fully, and now I kind of do. I mean, that's there's proof now, so... Moving on over to New York, Bravo dropped some major bombshells and surprises at BravoCon. One of the most exciting announcements was the reveal of the Real Housewives of New York's all-new cast. So on the Sunday, October 16th, Watch What Happens Live taping, Bravo announced that Cy Silva, Huba Hassan, Aaron Dana Litchie, Jenna Lyons, Lizzie Savetsky, Jessel Tank, and Bryn Whitfield have been cast to star in season 14 of the New York Housewives franchise. Production for season 14 is set to begin this fall, and the season will premiere in 2023. This announcement went down at the taping of Watch What Happens Live at BravoCon, and the Andy brought the ladies out on stage to um, surprise fans. All we really know right now is that during Andy's introduction of the ladies, he revealed that they are all real friends who live in various parts of New York City, everywhere from Soho to Brooklyn to Tribeca and to the West Village, etc. I, for one, am really excited for the new chapter of New York, but I honestly feel like it shouldn't be season 14. It should be an all-new show at this point just because of this all-new cast. I, I just, it seems weird to me, but I'm, I'm going to give it a chance. So, Real Housewives of New York OG shared her extremely unfiltered thoughts on Bravo's plan to create a spinoff featuring legacy cast members of the New York Housewives franchise. Ramona spoke with host Carlos King on an episode of his Reality with King podcast where she said, I've been there a long time. I mean, never say no, never say never. But I also feel like the legacy show, how could it be really good? The people they are going to bring back are the people they didn't want to renew anyways. So now what? Are we going to call it the loser show, the loser legacy? Uh, Ramona, who is the only New York housewife to remain full-time for all 13 seasons of the franchise, is learning to adjust life without Bravo cameras following her every move since the last episode aired in 2021. She said, I don't know if I want to do it again for a lot of reasons. I'm much calmer now that I haven't done the show. I know this is an oxymoron, but I really don't like being recognized. Um... She insists that she's loving her, living her life with less exposure and she's loving it. She said, all of a sudden people aren't bugging me like, are you Ramona? I know you're on a date, but can I have a photo? I don't like all the attention. And guess what? The men I date don't like all the attention. Even my girlfriends don't. They'll say, oh my gosh, Ramona, I used to go out with you and 20 people would come up to you and now it's only one. So I don't act like all the attention. So I don't like all the attention. She also claims that she didn't enjoy having to interact with the media during her time on Roni. She said, I really don't like the press. The press stressed me out with all that stuff. That was really, really very hurtful and made me really unhinged. I mean, unhinged. And I realize now I'm so much more relaxed. All my friends say I'm 50% more calmer. I still have high energy, but I'm not as much of a hard ass. There's something more gentle, and I'm actually able to date now in a better way. You know what's really interesting? I always really don't like when housewives come on a podcast or come on an interview and they reflect on their time on the show and they just like kind of bash the show in a way. And it's like, if it was so bad, especially for Ramona, if it was so bad for you, then why did you continue for 13 seasons? Obviously it was good enough for you to stay. So I don't understand why you're bashing the show now all of a sudden that, you know, the show isn't going on and you pretend like you're so happy without it. I just, it kind of bothers me. Also during that same interview, Ramona addressed some of the biggest controversies ever faced by her and the cast of New York Housewives. According to Ramona, the season 13 cast, which consisted of herself, 
Leah, Luann, Sonia, and Ebony were not unwilling to negotiate with Ebony to keep her on the show moving forward. She said, what happened was, if you see the last episode, we really came together as a team, as a cast, and I really wish that happened earlier where Ebony finally loosened up. Ramona claims that when the Roni cast wrapped filming season 13 in early 2021, they were comfortable with Ebony joining their circle. However, as season 13 began to air, that all changed. She said she likes to write things in the press and the PR department couldn't control her. She would say things and give interviews that she shouldn't have given and she'd said things she shouldn't have said that were really hurtful, not really truthful. It was her viewpoint, but it made us feel not good because we were a team. The, um, Ramona also insists that Ebony went to Bravo with unfounded allegations that she was a racist, and Ramona admits that these allegations were hurtful. She said, you can call me unfiltered, not polite, always in a rush. I forget people's names, you know. Yes, I'm all of those things, but one thing I'm not, I'm not a racist. The press picked that up, and they had a field day. She also addressed why the Roni cast never had a reunion for season 13 and denied that it had anything to do with her refusing to film. She said people were saying they're not doing the reunion because Ramona refuses to do it. And I'm like, no, this is my job, my position. I always fulfill my position and my job, and I'm not afraid to do anything. At BravoCon, Andy confirmed that the, the season 13 reunion never happened due to timing and scheduling issues. And as for speculation that Ramona didn't want to film the reunion because she was afraid to confront Ebony, Ramona says that's not true at all. She said, because of that, our show didn't film in September. Andy told me himself, because we have a good relationship, he said, Ramona, we normally don't start doing the next season until after the reunion airs, but we're going to start after we tape the reunion, and then we're going to start filming. When it comes to Roni being put on pause by Bravo, Ramona believes that it would never have happened if the drama with Ebony and the press never went down. However, Ramona doesn't blame Ebony. She blames Bravo, since they ultimately made the decision, even if it was a bad one, in her opinion. She said, I don't think you can blame a person. I think you can just blame Bravo. Bravo made that decision. As for Bravo's decision to reboot Roni and create a legacy cast, she said, I don't think it's a good decision to tell you the truth. I think it's ridiculous, but that's my opinion, you know? I mean, Bravo, listen, Bravo's been very good to me. I got paid very well. It opened up a lot of doors for me, but I still don't think it was a good decision. I mean, I, I think we'll have to wait and see what the new cast is. I mean, right now, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to believe that, like, New York is like just gone i mean it's because it, it i don't know it's such a great show or it was such a great show so it's kind of hard for me to believe that it's gone now um but i guess we'll have to wait and see how the reboot is moving on over to oc just one quick thing to share heather and terry dubrow are saying goodbye to their chateau dubrow um the couple has sold their orange county dream home for a whopping 55 million dollars Multiple sources confirmed to Entertainment Tonight that the reality couple just closed on their sale of their 22,000-square-foot mansion in Newport Beach. This sale is the largest sale to take place in Orange County this year and is the third largest sale in OC history. Million-dollar listing star Josh Altman reportedly represented the Dubros in the sale to a mystery buyer who made an offer they couldn't refuse. They moved into the home six years ago after spending numerous years building the home as documented on OC. Heather addressed the news in a statement to E.T., Wow, that got out fast. With two kids at college, we've been thinking about our next move. We just bought a cool penthouse in LA, and sometimes the universe shows you the right direction. Change is exciting. And as for the future of, or as for future, Heather's future on OC, she says, I think that as a New Yorker transplanted to LA, dragged down to Orange County, I'm migrating home. Let's just see what happens there. I mean, Garcelle and I have been friends for a long time. Renna and I have known each other. I do enjoy diamonds. Let's be clear. We'll see where the wind takes us. Now, that would be really interesting to see Heather Dubrow on Beverly Hills. And it's not impossible because we do have Taylor 
Armstrong from Beverly Hills moving over to OC now. I think, I mean, I'm I'm game. I'm welcome. I mean, I think it would be kind of cool to see her on a new franchise. Moving on over to Potomac, just one quick thing to share. Chris Bassett is clapping back following a, um, a recent episode of Potomac. Uh, Chris took multiple hits to his reputation from Giselle and Mia. Giselle continues to claim that Chris made her extremely uncomfortable at last year's reunion when he asked to speak with her in private. On the other hand, Mia claims that Chris was looking for looking her up and down at Karen's summer fling party. Giselle also insists that Chris intentionally slid into Ashley's DMs at 2 a.m. to hang out behind his wife's back. While Candace doesn't believe a word coming out of Giselle and Mia's mouths, that still doesn't mean the accusations aren't causing her and Chris pain and stress. Chris took to Twitter to call out Giselle and Mia. According to Chris, Giselle and Mia are miserable and bored as fuck, which is why they made up these lies about him. He said, I am now fully convinced these women were bored as fuck, got nothing going on, and just had to make up some bullshit. In no way do I believe production had anything to do with this, just some miserable ass women on their own. Most fans rallied around Chris telling him, telling them they know he is a good guy and that Giselle and Mia are lying. Love Andy C noted that production seems to have Chris's back as they showed a clip proving that Chris never looked in Mia's direction at the spring frame party. Um, however, one fan told Chris to stay out of the women's drama. He said, or one fan tweeted, stay out of women's business. Stop being a damn biatch. When these biatches lie <laughs> and make shit up and talk about me, it's not, it's not being in women's business. It's my fucking business. You clown. That was what Chris had to say. First of all, so far, I think this is all made up for the show. Is it entertaining? Yes. Is it true? No. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> so moving on over to Salt Lake City, it seems that Jen Shaw's time as a real housewife may have already come to an end because Andy hinted at BravoCon that Jen will no longer be a part of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City cast following her guilty plea in July 2022. A fan asked Andy why Jen was missing in action during a panel on Saturday, which featured most of the Salt Lake City cast. And Andy was careful with his answer, giving fans a somewhat cryptic response that left room for interpretation. He said, once we wrapped and she pled guilty, I think that was kind of unfortunately the end of, you know, the engagement there. But I hope to sit down with her and talk to her at some point on camera because I have a lot of questions for her. Jen was sentenced on November 28th, but she will now have to wait until December 15th. Um, or I'm sorry. Yeah, she was set to be sentenced on November 28th, but she will now have to wait until December 15th to learn her fate. The sentencing delay was caused by a scheduling conflict on the part of several members of the government team. So it seems that Jen's time on Salt Lake City is over, and it's unclear if this means she won't be a part of the reunion. But it seems that Bravo isn't interested in paying her any longer now that she's pleaded guilty. Um, despite Andy's claims, Jen insists that she was at BravoCon and was getting paid by Bravo to be there. She wrote on Twitter, also, I'm getting paid for BravoCon. Stop worrying about where I'm at. And while Jen hasn't directly addressed Andy's comment about her future on Salt Lake City, she has indirectly shown sh thrown shade at Bravo. Um, a fan asked on Twitter, Andy announced that real Jen Shaw no longer works for Bravo, but Teresa and her ex-husband literally got a spinoff when they did a crime. At what point do we stop letting the double standards for pe people of color go on? And Jen Shaw replied saying, that's a great question. First of all, I just want to say um, I don't discount, you know, people of color and all that stuff and I usually don't like to talk about all that kind of stuff on here but I will say um because this person said white hashtag white privilege hashtag Salt Lake City um Teresa is Italian so I don't know if I, like I mean she's not like uh, is that considered what I don't know I'm just saying I don't I don't think that 
is a double standard, in my opinion. I don't see that as a double standard. Um, I, I mean, maybe if I like researched it a little bit more, I could maybe come to a different understanding. But I don't see a double standard there. And to me, um, I think in my eyes, you know, Bravo did the spinoff so that they could follow her family throughout the process of her going into prison. Teresa was not guilty. I mean, she was guilty, but I don't believe that Teresa, whatever. I mean, we don't need to get into this, but yeah, that, that's what was said by Jen. <laughs> well, my friends, we have reached the end of the ultimate breakdown. I hope you enjoyed it. So here is your flash filming update. Real Housewives of Atlanta is currently filming for their 15th season. Beverly Hills is wrapped and we do not have a, a solid cast for the next season or uh, a filming start date so i will let you guys know when i hear that real house size of miami streams uh, season five on peacock december 8th uh, real house of new jersey is wrapped but we don't have a premiere date yet um, new york is starting has started filming and i did reveal the new cast and i will update you guys when i know more information about that orange county is still filming i believe they're coming up to their cast trip real soon and i heard it is going to be out of the country so that will be kind of fun uh, hopefully not Mexico again like last year. Um, <laughs> Real Housewives of Potomac is airing on Sundays. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is still airing on Wednesdays. Real Housewives of Dubai has yet to be picked up for a season two, but I'll let you guys know if I hear more information. Vanderpump Rules has wrapped filming, but we do not yet have a premiere date, probably early next year. Uh, Southern Charm, we do not yet have a filming date for that, but I will let you guys know if I hear any information on that. Summer House has obviously wrapped, and I believe it will be airing early next year. So I will let you guys know when I hear more information. Anyways, um, oh, and Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Season 3 will be streaming next year. We do not have a date yet, but they said early 2023. So keep your eyes open, and I will let you guys know if I hear anything. So thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe so you know when I drop a new episode. Follow me on Instagram at Housewives Happy Hour for updates on the podcast and the latest news regarding all things Housewives. Until next time, this was Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. AJ.